Welcome to the Evolution CBS podcast, where we discuss all things mergers and acquisitions. If you're a company owner and you want to learn more about how to sell your business for a premium value, then this is the podcast for you. Well, I'm here with Pippa Seagar. Great to see you again, Pippa. Um, Pippa and I first met back in February 2019 at one of our masterclass events at uh, HMS Belfast in London. Seems like a long time. I yes. go now. Um, Pippa was one of the owners of a business called PPM uh, that we took to market back in June 2019, and that does seem like a long time ago. So welcome. Great to see you again, Pippa. Uh, as we've said before, really, really important to uh, provide some insights to people of going on the journey you've been on. So want to take the time to have an attitude about your experience and share some of your insights with, with, uh, with people thinking about going on that journey. Sure. So let me start off by asking you, what made you decide to sell your business? What was the motivation in your head? Um, well, it's an interesting one, really, because I think it was just that people told us you do need an exit plan with business. Um, right. And we didn't feel like we needed one because we were enjoying ourselves. We liked the business. We enjoyed working. So why did we need an exit plan? And from there, I think the next thing that was happening was we were getting these letters saying, do you want to sell your business? And we followed one of them up and then thought, this isn't how you sell your business. So I think That's once we started talking to you, Mike, and I can say how we got there, but once we started talking to you, we thought of all sorts of reasons why it's a good reason it's a good time to sell at that point. You know, it's fascinating so. to hear you say that. I didn't realise that you hadn't made that decision at the point we were chatting, but no. I'm, I'm convinced that a lot of people out there have been in a very similar place, which is knowing that there has to be a plan in the future, but not really sure when that timing is. Yes, so or, and not really sure how to sell a business either. And uh, the way I learned about it was I went on to Amazon, which is what I do whenever <laughs> I don't understand something, and I got a book. <laughs> and it was um, something like The 11 Deadly Sins of How to Sell a Business. Oh, yes. Know that book well. Which, which was written by your... Founder, Rob Goddard. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that introduced me to evolution. So... Then ah. I had a look on your website and you were having a masterclass at the Aston Martin place. And I thought, well, that will tempt Neil. Yes. Then we'll learn something just so that we can see the cars. That was more of a temptation than <laughs> selling the business. come to that, that one, time. I guess. We couldn't. We were so busy. <laughs> but then we were in London when you had the HMS Belfast masterclass. So we popped along there. And then, you know, the rest is history, really. We just realised this is the right thing for us. This is the, the timing is right. Oh, well, that's that's great to hear. And was that? I mean, was that all the research that you you did? Was the book? And did you well, did you talk to anyone else? We had been on another seminar um, saying how you sell your business. So I know that the key thing was that you get more than one person interested, so that you have a bit of an auction going, um, and you don't just follow one lead. Yeah. And I think that's all I knew about selling a business. Really, okay. I knew there was something called DD or due diligence. <laughs> I didn't have well, no know idea quite a lot that about was. that now. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll come to that in a minute, actually. But what made you pick? I mean, it's always fascinating for me to hear. What made you pick us? What what, what was it about Evolution that, that stood out for you? I think we wanted a company that was the right size for us so that we were important to you and not just another person. We didn't want a company that delegated the marketing to people who were sort of just in newly recruited graduates or something. Yeah. Um, so 
we realised that when we got the business development manager, that was them throughout the process. That's right. And we Terry, wasn't be, it, for you? Yeah. Yes, it was. And we weren't pushed around from pillar to post with different people. It was a very small team involved, but large enough and knowledgeable enough for what we needed for the size of our company. Ah, brilliant. No, I mean, we, we always go for a dedicated team from day one, so it's good to hear you say that. So how would you describe your experience of working with Evolution? Well, obviously, you saw the masterclass. You heard yes. about how we do things and, and what we say we do. Was that yeah. consistent with your experience? Uh, I think nothing could prepare us for what the experience was like <laughs> in total. But I think probably the main thing that I remember was the hand-holding, the sort of everyday hand-holding, keeping us calm, keeping us motivated, um, and just the patience <laughs> you had. <laughs> Goodness knows, we had no patience left. We were so tired from yeah, doing the DD. Yes, um, and you had endless energy, endless patience, and so much experience as well. So, you know, I mean, that's that was my memory of what we went through. Oh, it's great to hear you say that. So, so people, we were talking about that that sort of motivation to sell and um, the research that you were doing and the thought processes that were going on in, in your head. But I'm guessing that you were fully engaged in the business at that point, you know, probably doing a, a 20-hour day like most business owners we <laughs> talk to. So how was it inside the business for you at that point? I'm, I'm assuming that you were enjoying what you were doing. Yes, I was enjoying what I was doing, and I, I couldn't really imagine giving it up. Um, it was a strange thing, really, because I know that when we first met, you said, what do you want out of it? And I said, well, I want to leave immediately. I and do Neil wants that. to stay on. And then when we got to the end where we were actually in the process of selling, you had to remind me of that and say, you know, don't commit yourself. You said you wanted to leave. Now you must plan to leave. Yes. And I said, no, I think I'd like to stay now, actually. And you, you were really urging me to leave. And I think it's absolutely the right thing. I was very yeah. grateful. But I was enjoying it. I really loved the people. I didn't want to let anybody down. So I spent about a year finding the right person to take over from me. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it was very much the best thing for me. Yeah, I think with us both working so hard in the business, we were neglecting our social life, so our friends, but family as well. Yeah. And that's one of the nicest things now. It's been able to see sisters and brothers um, and also our children more. That's very valuable. Well, you know, in an ideal world, you, you work to live rather than living to work, I guess. You know, and th this, is, this is often the trap that, that we find business owners in. You know, they've, they've built this, this, this business, very successful business, and um, and the kind of trap within it, and it's hard to have a life outside of that. One of the reasons why I kept reminding you of uh, of that that objective to exit is because I would have felt I'd let you down really if you'd still been working <laughs> in the company post sale. So yeah. no, no, it, it, it's great to hear that, and you know, other people listening to this will will find themselves in very much the same position. I'm quite sure. So it, it's always useful to hear from from someone who's been there. <laughs> During the project, obviously, we, we, we did hit one other slightly unprecedented event in, in the time frame, which was, of course, COVID. So uh, I, I remember vividly diverting to Zoom, I think it yes. was at the time, and all of those meetings that we were having face-to-face -face suddenly being a cacophony of video meetings yes. and, and the like, which was 
interesting. I mean, how was COVID for you in the midst of this transaction? Well, actually, what springs to mind immediately is having COVID and having the meetings. (laughs) And one particular meeting, being in the middle of a meeting with just with you and Neil and just saying, sorry, I've got to go and lie down and just had to lie down flat because I had COVID really badly and I was still trying to carry on. Do you know why I remember that so vividly? Yes, yes. Um, And I guess one of our first thoughts was, well, that knocks on the head then. This is not going to take place. Mm. Um, You know, we thought, well, there's bound to be something that comes along and knocks this process on the head and it will all come to an end. And for us, it's COVID. But it didn't. And it just shows you can actually sell a business in a recession, in a boom, during COVID, anytime. You know, you're so right. Um, M&A activity goes on because it's the lifeblood that, that fuels quite large chunks of the economy. So we didn't expect COVID to to derail us. It did impact us, though. You know, I mean, as, as we said at the outset, we were in the process 20 months rather than an average of 12. Um, and COVID played a role in that because our first buyer had to pause. They had worldwide operations that were impacted, if you recall, by yes. COVID. And, and, you know, that was a shame. Uh, their intent was still there, but of course it doesn't serve our purpose to sit and wait. Um, and as it turns out, um, created a good opportunity for us, didn't it? Um, yes. In in the yeah. in the transaction that followed. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, strange time. Uh, we did manage a few hotel meetings, but I remember the desks were very strangely <laughs> arranged around the room for us to sit in um, for two meter segregation and some very strange lunches that turned up. Yes. <laughs> Everyone would be about two metres apart, apart from Neil and I, who were allowed to sit next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) So it was very strange. Marvellous. And one assumes that that the business goes from strength to strength and its people go from strength to strength post uh, the transaction. All going well? Yes, yes. Um, We have some new people on board. Um, Business is good. Business is growing. We hope it grows even faster in the future. Um, as we win more projects, there are so many opportunities out there. Yeah. And, of course, now what it means is that we've got the support um, to actually invest in these opportunities. That's right. That um, was one of your objectives when we when we spoke, was to find a partner, the right partner, that could help yes. you leverage those, those opportunities that were there for the business. Yes, that, that was key. The- that was key to us, um, just for the future of the business. Um, and, and the other thing is, is just recruiting people. Being part of a larger company gives people a feeling of security. So it, it is a good selling point for us now when we are trying to attract new people. Fantastic. So um, let's talk about DD then, because you mentioned it earlier. Yes. Now, I remember from, from the project that you were integral in the middle of that due diligence process. And obviously for us, having someone that owns that client side of the fence is really important. But it is part of the process that's most important in terms of uh, making sure we answer the questions and making sure that we express the opportunity um, that, that somebody's buying through that process. Tard work is, Dee. Yeah. How was it for you? Um, well, just mind-blowing, really. I mean, when the questions came through, I think there were something like 520, and you said, well, that's not too bad, really. It's quite often more than that. <laughs> but what you have to remember is with each question you answer... When you give the answer, you then get a back about another three questions and That's you answer right. those and you get another 
two or three questions on top of that. So in the end, you've answered thousands of questions. Um, but it was helpful, I think, to have one person coordinating that and just knowing where we were with it. So you and I talked nearly every day. Yep. Um, and I then spoke with our managing director and with Neil um, and you know made sure that they were on track to do things I think one of the reasons it's so hard work as well is that you have so few people working on it because you can't tell the whole company what you're doing. So it falls on the shoulders of just a few people. Can you imagine running a full day job and a full life while doing DD? I mean, of course, we were doing that in the midst of COVID for yourselves. So, I mean, I guess there are some downsides of COVID and what was going on in the marketplace, but I guess it probably created a bit more space for you uh, in terms of time, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times when, you know, it came to 7.30 on a Sunday night and I still hadn't stopped working. (laughs) Um, And, you know, you just had to accept it, really, that that was what was going on. I think it probably helped that we didn't have a social life during COVID. We, I wasn't recruiting, which was one of my major tasks normally in my role. Um, So... It was a full-on job. I don't know how I would have done a normal job as well. It really was full-on nights, weekends. And you had warned us that we were going to be burning the midnight oil, so I was prepared for it. And you were absolutely right. It's hard to prepare for it, though, isn't it? You don't know what to expect. I mean, for, for us... We always say it's 12 months of hard work. Of course, for you guys, it it was getting on for 20 months of hard work, if I remember rightly. I mean, for no fault of your own, obviously, with COVID going on, we we, we did have one process that paused. And rather than wait, our advice was to go back to market, which you did. Um, And good job, too, really, I guess. You know, we found you an exceptionally good, very, um, uh, very prominent buyer. Uh, in, in in the second, not not there was anything wrong with the first deal, but I think to finish the campaign with getting on for twice, I think the you know the original walk away number that were, was in your head yes. was, was was quite a nice place to finish, I guess. Uh, how did it feel to get over the line? <laughs> that was a really exciting day. Um, I seem to remember standing at the photocopier. <laughs> for a lot of the day and the night, (laughs) either scanning or photocopying, and also signing and getting things witnessed and, you know, spending hours and then reconvening in the conference room for more signing. Um, But there was a real buzz. And that evening, just being able to ring our friends and say, actually, we can now tell you why we haven't been around for the last six months or 12 months. It was about six o'clock in the evening, wasn't it, we finished that day? Because we had a little conference call at the end amongst the team, didn't we? Just to say, well done to everyone. So, uh, no, no, it was was brilliant. And it's great to get over the line, isn't it, in the end? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about life post the sale then. Because, you know, (sighs) I I do say to people when we sit down, and I think I said to you, you know, think about what your plans and objectives are post this, you know, because running a business is a full-time job. And uh, when the business is sold, you probably won't be doing that full-time job anymore. Um, yeah. I know that you're you're not now. You, you've you completed the transition we agreed with the purchaser. So mm-hmm. how's it been? It's just lovely now. I mean, I've only been off for maybe six months, but um, it, it's it's just great. It's It's great. 
when you go to bed at night, you're not worrying about what you've got to do the next day. I think there was always something on my mind to do with the business, whether it was a challenge of recruiting or a meeting or presentation or something. I've always had something on my mind. Um, and, and now it's just, you wake up in the morning. I have a structure to my day, but it's always all nice things like <laughs> taking the dog for a walk and I'm doing an interior design diploma, um, which Brilliant. is absolutely wonderful. Um, and I'm getting really good marks, so I'm taking it very seriously. Um, and I got a dog as well, which was Lovely. amazing. I couldn't even keep a plant before. I didn't <laughs> even have time for that. So that this little dog keeps me very occupied. Um, and I've taken up rowing. Oh, wow. And, okay. ev- you know, because everybody needs some something to challenge them. Well, you've got quite a few rivers fun. around where you are, haven't you? So that, that probably works yes. out quite well, doesn't it? Yes. Well, Pippa, we, we've reached the end of our time, but, but thank you so much for spending some time with us today and giving some insights into your journey. It's been a real pleasure to see you again, and good luck with the rowing. Thank you for listening to the Evolution CBS podcast. You can follow us on LinkedIn and visit our website, www.evolutioncbs.co.uk, where you can subscribe to our email newsletter, get further details of our transactions, read the blogs we regularly publish, and learn about the free business owner masterclasses that we run in London and elsewhere in England. Thanks again.